the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. First of all, good evening. Merry Christmas to everyone. Welcome to members, friends, and visitors. Good to have you here. The Book of Common Prayer has two Christmas Gospels, one that we just read or reenacted, and then one from John's Gospel that we will read at the end of the liturgy tonight. One Gospel tells us that Jesus is human. The other Gospel tells us that Jesus is God. St. Luke says, quote, They wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. In other words, they wrapped him in a blanket and put him in a crib like every other human baby. St. John tells us, quote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he tells us, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In other words, the baby in the manger is the one through whom all things were made, who is present everywhere, always. Christmas, Jesus as both God and man, is a paradox. According to Google, a paradox is, quote, a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. Christian faith is full of paradox, which is why it is full of what the Bible calls mystery. A mystery in the Bible is not an unknowable thing. A mystery in the Bible is something that is hidden, but is revealed to us through faith. Error in belief and practice, what we call heresy, results from the attempt to resolve the paradox in one direction or the other. Thus, Jesus becomes merely human, a cute baby or our good buddy, who will never say anything to confront us or make us uncomfortable. Or Jesus becomes only a distant God who is mostly interested in punishing us for our sins and from whom we'd better keep a safe distance. The true experience of Christmas includes both parts of the paradox. God is with us in the manger. He has taken up residency within us through baptism and faith. But Jesus is still God. He is not with us just to pat us on the back and tell us everything is okay like some codependent friend. He is with us to reveal to us the truth about ourselves in order to change us and make us like him. We call this experience grace. God is with you as you are. He knows your sins, weaknesses, doubts, and fears. Jesus accepts you and lives with you amidst these unsettled and messy things. But Jesus confronts and changes things. 
He works in you to replace sin and guilt with virtue and peace. He gives his strength in the place of your weakness. He cultivates faith, hope, and love in the place of doubt, despair, and fear. In the world, people look for faults in us in order to judge us. The Bible tells us the devil is the tempter and the accuser. He tempts us to sin in order to condemn us for sin. Grace is the experience of conviction of sin without condemnation. Jesus brings our sins to light in order to forgive us and make us clean from all sin. We come to the altar of God on Christmas with all the uncertainties and ambiguities that pertain to being human. We discover that Jesus is still Emmanuel, God with us. He is still here with us to forgive us and feed us, to make our bodies clean and wash our souls, and to send us out as new people to do good works in his name. Our role in this experience of grace is faith and obedience. We must trust Jesus, and we must be willing to do what he tells us to do. Our model for faith and obedience in the incarnation is Mary, who became the mother of God because she believed and she did what God told her to do. Thus, as Jesus comes to us in a new way this Christmas, let us say with Mary, quote, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. For as John tells us in his Gospel of the Incarnation, quote, To all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.